You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 422. My name is Dominique and I'm Sigrun's content manager. Unfortunately, Sigrun's sick today, so I'm filling in for her. Today's episode is an interview Sigrun had with Michelle Mazur about why messaging is more than a tagline. Each week, Sigrun goes live to share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dream and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for tuning in today. Building an online business takes time. Sigrun shares proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is an interview with Michelle Mazur. Michelle helps entrepreneurs become thought leaders by crafting powerful, captivating messages. She is the author of three books and was featured in Fast Company, Entrepreneur and Inc. In this episode, Sigrun and Michelle talk about why messaging is more than a tagline. But before we dive in, do you want to learn how to launch? In Sigrun's 12-month group coaching program, Momentum, you get the coaching, accountability, and support you need to take your business to 250K and beyond. You'll create scalable programs to leverage your time, learn how to launch so you can sell more in less time, and create your ascension model. Go to the show notes at sigrin.com forward slash 422, where you will find a link with more information on Momentum, plus all the links to Michelle Mazur. I'm so excited to be here with Michelle Mazur and talk about why and how messaging is not just a tagline. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to dive in with, on this topic with you. Yes, messaging is a big thing. Uh, just in the background, as I am recording this episode, uh, I'm working with a lot of my students uh, on getting out new courses that they have created and uh, some people are not getting signups. It's, it's free courses, free courses. And some people are not getting signups. And I said, well, are you really sure your ideal client exists? If they do exist, have you really created the offer that they actually want? And they're like, yep. Well, what's missing is messaging. So I'm so glad to have you here on this episode to talk about this topic because this is often the make or break. Like, the disconnect between your client and yourself, like why you're not getting together is that piece, but it's fluffy what it is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an art and a science, I think. I mean, my background is I have a PhD in communication, which is definitely a social science degree. And I take a more scientific approach to messaging, which we can talk about later, but it feels like this fluffy thing but I think the reason for that is because it's so foundational. It's like everything your business is based on. Like once you have an offer and you know like, okay, this is what my people want. This is who it's for. The challenge becomes how do you talk about that in a compelling and persuasive way in your copy, in your marketing, in your sales? And the disconnect is usually with your message just isn't resonating. And that is what I see time and time again as I go into businesses and I'm looking at somebody's funnel and they're like, I don't know why my funnel doesn't work. I was like, because your messaging is not really speaking to your people. Hmm. 
Well, we're going to dive into that. Before we do, though, I am curious about you, you as a person. Why did you do a PhD in, and, you know, what has brought you to the place that you are now helping entrepreneurs with their messaging? Yes, I got a PhD because I'm obsessive and I was passionate about communication. So for me, my journey really started when I was in high school and I took a public speaking course and it was terrifying for me. Like my teachers always described me as the girl who sits in the back row who has all the answers but would never raise her hand. Like that was me. And so I'm in this course and I have to stand in front of the room and my knees are knocking, my voice is trembling. I'm trying to like get this message across and it was terrible. And I got like the gentleman's C in the class, but there was something in my head that was said, you know, this is really, really important and you need to master it. So I went home and I told my mom like, hey, I'm going to take advanced public speaking. And she's like, honey, you got to see, you kind of suck at this. I'm like, nope, going to take advanced public speaking. And then I joined the speech and debate team because if you want to get good at something, do it competitively every single weekend and just put in the time. And I just loved the field of communication, figuring out how to get a message across. And I was just curious about like all the theories and how it works. And that curiosity drove me to get the PhD in communication. And I was, a, and I loved being a graduate student. Like being a grad student is great. You get to think big thoughts and have big conversations. Being a professor was nothing like that. So even though I had the dream, the tenure track position, I was at the University of Hawaii, which was lovely, but also a very hard place to live. I just decided like, this is not what I want to be doing. Like, this is not my impact in the world. And at that moment, there was this voice in my head that was like, oh, you should start a business, like do public speaking coaching. And I had, and this was before we had this whole online boom, like there was nothing out there about how to start a business. So I decided to go a different direction. And I went into market research because my degree is in research, right? So market research, which has really served me well, because I got to work on a ton of research studies and message testing. And it really showed me how important to these big companies like Microsoft and General Mills messaging is to their business and to the brands that they're promoting. So when I started, like I hated corporate, I'm psychologically unemployable, <laughs> which probably surprises no one who's an entrepreneur. I didn't like people telling me what to do and what my priorities were. So when I started the business as a side hustle, I was working in public speaking and, and really on the messaging side of things. So it was write the keynote speech. Let's figure out how to market this. And I hate the speaking industry. The speaking industry is really set up not to value speakers. They don't pay speakers well. Like you have to be, you know, New York Times bestselling author to really get paid well for what you're what you do and for your knowledge and that just ticked me off like like so it was like do i revolutionize this industry and i'm like mm, no i don't want to do that 
it. <laughs> but what I saw with my clients is they were taking the keynote speeches that we created, the marketing messaging that we created, and then they were using it in their business. And I'm like, mm, this could be something. And from there, and then, you know, that point of burnout, I just was at this moment like, okay, what is next for me? And that's when the idea of the three-word rebellion came through because I was watching, it was like 2016 in the United States, we had Make America Great Again, we had the rise of social movements like Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, Never Again. And I'm watching all these movements, you know, come about and I'm like, you know what they're good at? Communicating the change they want to create. And then I thought of like my favorite entrepreneurs, like Simon Sinek, Start With Why, Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule. And I'm like, you know what? they're doing the exact same thing as these social movements. So what if we took questions from social movements, had people write about those questions, like what are you rebelling against, to see if we could find the core message, their three-word rebellion, from whence all their messaging springs from. And that's really my journey. It's been a long and windy journey, but it's always been about communication and messaging at the heart. So you wrote this book or you came up on this concept and that was the beginning of your business that you have today. Yes, this iteration, 100%. Because as soon as I found that concept, I road tested it with my clients who were very open, like, oh, you think you might have a way to help me figure out what my core message is? Awesome, I'm in. And so I tested it with my clients and it worked really well. And then I rolled it out as a webinar just because I didn't know if this was a thing, right? <laughs> like, I came up with this framework, I came up with this idea, and I'm like, is anybody other than me and my clients going to be interested in this. So I just was like, okay, everyone, I'm doing this webinar, come give me feedback. There's like no pitch, I'm just testing this idea. And so I did the webinar and people were like, I love this. Like they gave me great feedback, they gave me some suggestions and they're like, yes, go this direction, write the book. And so I you know, kept working with clients, finessing the concept and then wrote the book. Mm, I love it. Three word rebellion. It feels like everyone needs it. Yes, yes. And even if you don't think you're necessarily a rebel, I always think as a, a person is a rebel if they're wanting change. And as business owners, we want to help transform our people, change their lives or their businesses in some way. So yeah, if you, yes, I believe everyone needs a three word rebellion. <laughs> But the danger I see with that is that people think that's it. If I find my three word thing, then I have fixed all my messaging. <laughs> yes. And that is not true. I always, when I hear that, I kind of picture like Simon Sinek in my mind, standing on the street corners of Seattle, just saying, start with why, start with why. And, and nobody's going to respond to that, right? And it's the same thing with your three-word rebellion, because even in my journey, when I came up with this idea and landed on, oh, this is a three-word rebellion, my next thing was like, oh, how am I going to communicate about this to get 
buy in because people aren't going to know what the heck this is. They're going to be intrigued by it. They're going to be curious about it. But then you have to have supporting messaging that takes people who don't know you at all on a journey to becoming clients and customers in your business. So that was the next big question I had to answer. Mm. So that's kind of like you you did the three word rebellion, but then you went into the whole messaging piece. Yeah, because what what I found with the three word rebellion is once you have those three words, then you can use them for the client journey. Like it's a very generative thing because then you get to define what it means and why it's important. And if it was a person, what does it smell like, look like, sound like? And really it was a very rich way to create that client journey. And then once you have the client journey, well, then you're on a hunt for stories to make that emotional connection, to empathize with your audience, um, to build trust with them. So it was just this like, okay, you get your three word rebellion, then you have to figure out how to talk about it, and then how to make an emotional connection. Mm. The topic of this episode is messaging is more than a tagline. We're already kind of touching on it, but this is a common notion that, oh, if I just had my tagline, then everything would be fine. Then my messaging would be clear. So what is messaging? (laughs) So to me, messaging is a foundational piece of your business. What I see in the online business world, especially, is we create an offer and we're like, okay, I have this offer. You test it out. It gets some great results. And you think, okay, I'm going to go market and sell this. And it's like, hold up there. Really, you have to figure out how you're going to communicate about this offering and grow an audience around it and get people to buy in to what you're selling. So it's just, it's messaging to me is that foundational piece where all of your copy comes from, your marketing springs from, your PR efforts comes from it, all your sales. So you do that foundational piece and then you apply your messaging to all of those different contexts. So once you know what to talk about, how to talk about it, what stories to tell, then it just makes marketing, sales, copy just so much easier. So messaging is even the graphics then. Yeah, there's definitely visual communication. And, you know, like I've worked with several web designers in my practice. And one of the things that is hard for them is people come and be like, okay, yeah, I want this website. And they don't know how they want to visually communicate. And also when it comes to like, okay, I need your copy for this website. They're like, what? What do you mean you need my copy for this website? And they haven't done the work of messaging. They just think, oh, to be successful, I need this pretty website. Website. And it's like, no, hold up. You have to be way more strategic about that. Mm. I actually made an interesting experience because I wanted a new website a couple of years ago. So I'm so glad you, you said this. And I knew that I needed uh, to refresh my brand and uh, worked with, uh, you know, a branding director. I don't know what you call this person that kind of like brand strategist, I guess that's the name. Yeah. And we worked together and out came this beautiful PDF of like my brand, what it stands for, who was my ideal client, how is the visuals going to be and all of that. But 
I didn't implement it because I didn't think it was clear the message. Mm, yes. Yes. So you're saying almost flipping it around? Are you suggesting you flip it around? I 100% suggest you flip it around. Start with your message first, because if your message is clear and it captures attention and it persuades people and connects with people, the like the visual look of your brand is less important because your people feel like, oh my gosh, you are in my head. I totally get what this is about and I'm in. So starting with that message and then adding the branding piece on is very powerful to me. But I think we just see like, oh, I need to have a cool brand. But then if you're not clear about how to communicate what that brand does, it you, you don't implement it or it doesn't, you think it's going to bring all the clients to you, but it doesn't because the message isn't clear. Mm. I thought somehow that the brand strategist would do all of that. And that's not how it works. And, you know, now I've learned my lesson and now I've communicated this and shared this with you listeners. Uh, so don't do the same mistakes. I absolutely agree that uh, the message has to be clear first. But first, what would be the steps then? What, how would someone go about and find their message? So as we were talking about earlier, it does really start with your client and your audience, like deeply understanding who they are, what are their challenges, why do they why would do they say no to your work? You know, why are they hesitant about going all in on the change that you can create for them with your business? So really understanding like and empathizing with your people. And then for me, when I work with people, the next step is working on their three word rebellion, because that is foundational for where all the messaging comes from. So I take them through the free writing process. I do the analysis for them to come up with like, here are the different words you're using. Here are some different choices. Sometimes, sometimes people's three word rebellions are like blinking neon signs and I'm like reading through it and I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, and I just know, like, that's like 30 years of experience of just being like, yep, those are the right words. <laughs> and then, and then we just do that client journey piece and the storytelling piece and then put it all together and think about like, how are you going to launch this? What do you need to create in order to get this out in the world? What could a marketing strategy look like around this message? Mm. When you say a client journey, are you thinking from discovering someone to being nurtured, to actually buying a program and then upgrading to another program? Or is it, you know, just until they buy? Yes, I take a more holistic approach to it. So, I mean, and I definitely, it's informed by Eugene Schwartz customer awareness spectrum. So I think about, because I feel like one of the most ignored areas in the client journey is the unaware piece, like people who don't know you yet, because that's where audience growth happens. So when any, anyone ever says like, oh, well, my audience isn't growing, I'm like, well, because you're not speaking to them. 
Like you're not reaching them where they are. So we go through that, like, okay, how do we capture people's attention? How do we then like make an offer that's compelling? How do we make figure out what your lead magnet should be that will get people into your email community? Um, and then the final piece is that kind of conversion evaluation. Like, how are you, you know, generating those leads are we doing this through like sales emails or consults like what does that look like and what do you need to say and then if then if there are upgrade offers i always feel like those are easier especially like for people who work with one-on-one -on -one, because if you're coming to an end and people you're like well if you want to continue this we can do it this way so we definitely talk about like what is that next step for them Hmm. I love that you talk about the unaware stage. I don't remember the name of the book, but there was a book about exactly that first piece. You almost need to be shocking that people pay attention to you. And that's why the three word rebellion kind of like, it almost kind of links together. Like, you know, we, we've had people that have maybe blue or yellow or red hair or, you know, just if you scroll through the Facebook feed, there are things that pop you know, visually to you or even some copy that is a surprise. Can you dive more into that unaware stage in terms of copy or three word uh, rebellion? Yeah. So the three word rebellion, what its job, its mission is to really capture people's attention, garner curiosity and make them think. Because if you see something like my first experience with this was Mel Robbins and the five second rule. Like I found some video on Facebook that she was in and I watched and I was like, oh my gosh, she's awesome. And then she said something about the five second rule and in my head, I'm like, oh, what's the five second rule? Should I be following that rule? I better find out. And so I'm Googling, I'm going down the rabbit hole, watching videos in her TED talk. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Cause she got me with the five second rule. And all of a sudden I am on this journey with her. So really I call this what I, I think about it as the intrigue loop. So if you have a three word rebellion, the first thing it should do is get people's attention and make them lean forward and like, huh, curious, what is that about? What does it mean? And then the next step is making them think about themselves. What does it mean for me or my business? So for instance, one of my clients, Michelle Evans, her three word rebellion is profit without worry. And when people hear that, they're like, oh, I want a profit without worry. Like, that sounds awesome. Like, how, like, how do I do that? And so they know, okay, I have to ask her, I have to read or listen to her podcasts or read her blogs or sign up for her email list for that next step. So it's really a great way just to get people curious and interested. And then once you have their attention, it's like, how do you keep it with the content and the conversations you're having online? Yeah, and that's where all the other messaging pieces come together because the three words alone, they don't do all the work, but they, they get people in the door. Yes, yes. Because for me, when I would say three word rebellion, people are like, ooh, that's intriguing. I, I wonder what my three words are. And if I didn't have a way to tell them like, this is what a three word rebellion is. It positions you as a thought leader. It's a message that is spreadable for your audience because it's essentially not about you. And it creates intrigue and captures attention. People are like, 
yeah, get that. Like, I want that. But it needs that supporting message. Otherwise, it's just like, cool, what is it? Oh, you don't know? <laughs> you don't know how to talk about that? And then it just stops and people have really short attention spans and they just move on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's so important to pay attention to how people find out about you. And then, you know, once, you, once they're in the door, I think most of us know what to do next, but it's, 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 it's grabbing that first tension and it doesn't have to be with, you know, having colored hair or, or, or doing something TikTok crazy dance on the internet, <laughs> pointing all the directions, maybe the smarter way, maybe the cooler way is just three little words. Yes, I, I agree because, you know, cause anybody can have red hair or blue hair. Like you can buy that in a salon. <laughs> but when you have your own three word rebellion, that is your unique mark on the world. It's something that I always encourage clients to trademark because it's part of their intellectual property. It's really this asset for their business and they uniquely own it. Like if you like, there's tons of messaging people. There's only one three word rebellion. There's lots of marketing consultants, but there's only one person who can help you profit without worry. So it's just this powerful way to own like own your 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 space in your industry be a category one yep exactly basically you're creating your own category yes Yes. And I think that is powerful because I mean, I, I always pick on life coaches, but life coaches, like you go to their website and their messaging is interchangeable. You know, it's like, live your best life, be less overwhelmed, be happy. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like I could literally take that and put it on some other person's website. So really the challenge is like, how do you make what you do your own and then offer that up into your industry. And that's how you, yeah, create a category of one. Mm, I love that. I love that. I think this is a good end, Michelle. I think we have explained well what messaging is, what, what it isn't, and why people should start with that before they waste time and money on doing another website or, you know, a branding exercise that doesn't lead to anything because the foundation isn't clear. Michelle, we're going to link to your book, obviously, because now we have mentioned it a gazillion times and now everyone is curious how they can create their own three-word rebellion. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a joy and I am sure we will be in contact more. All right. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Go to the show notes at sigrun.com forward slash 422, where you will find a link with more information on Momentum, plus all the links to Michelle Mazur. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let Sigrun know that you listened by tagging her in your Insta story or your Instagram post, using her handle at sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode. <laughs>